0: You're it. You're it. You're it. Quitsies. Any quitsies. You're it, Quitsies. No any quitsies, no startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot stamp it. Can't do. Double stamp it. No erases. Cannot. Triple do stamp it. No erases. No, tell do no blue, no, make it no, through no. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double la stamp. La la you can't triple stamp a double stamp.
1: Line. La line.
0: Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
1: Is a Manhattan-bound one train. Welcome 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 one and everyone
0: as you may have deduced by now this is the nobody's in new york podcast it's a podcast about the life and times trials and tribulations of life in the big apple baby
1: that's showbiz kid
0: yeah another other ramblings like food food and musical theater
1: i am your pointy nosed brother alex stewart And I am your
0: regular-nosed brother, Tim Stewart.
1: Oh, okay, so my nose isn't regular. My nose is what? Irregular. You know, speaking of being regular and regular, I've started putting fiber in my protein shakes every day. Mm. And uh, without going into too much detail, um, the last several days have been pretty regular.
0: That's great. It's really great to know about you.
1: Yeah, well, I want the people to really know everything. This is a real, you know, it's, I've said it before, we don't sugarcoat things on this show.
0: You have said that before.
1: We've got a great episode today, as we are still... We have
0: a great episode every day.
1: Uh, well, every week. We don't actually record this every day, but yes. um, We are going to be, as we... well, we're still, we're still worlds apart. We're still across, we're still recording from across the universe,
0: we're going to be across the universe from each other for the next probably seven weeks.
1: Yeah, but you so know... So
0: just get used to it,
1: people. Yeah, yeah. We're doing our best to figure out the sound and the, how often we can get these episodes out. And thank you guys so much to who, who have listened. Actually, people have really consistently listened, and um, we've got more listeners. We're, we're getting a few more listeners every week, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, keep
0: telling your friends, you guys. Money makes the world go round. Well, Instead of telling your friends about this podcast.
1: So today, we're, we're going to do our typical fun segments, Fatty, Fatty, No Friends, Long Enough, uh, New York is a Great Big Pile of Stink. But for our interview this week, we will be interviewing Erin Craven, our roommate and our old, well, I, w- I guess I wouldn't say old friend, our friend. No, she's young. Our, our young friend. Actually, that's kind of the point of interviewing her. Natalie Bourgeois, she's nineteen. They are both doing uh, chorus line at Encore's, so we're and and understudying Broadway stars. So we are going to be peers. Yeah, it's it's actually I already I've already recorded the interview, and it's a great interview. So, I'm um, really excited about that. We've got a great interview next week that I'm excited about. My friend Jordana, who's going into Hamilton soon, and then after that, I'm not going to reveal it yet, but we have a super awesome interview with a. I, somebody that you and I have looked up to for a very long time, an actual Broadway star that I'm very thrilled about.
0: Yeah, so all of that to look forward to on this week's episode of Nobody's in New York.
1: Woo woo woo!
0: How how's your week been?
1: My week has been really really good. It's been a really busy week. I've been working a shit you a ton. Oh goddamn it. it! I'm pulling up my fish tank nice. right now. I like to have a fish tank on while I business. while I record. Um, but an there's list. an ad first. Okay, there we go. I got the oh, I got it. It's got music to it. Okay, there we go. No, my I'm sorry. My week has been really good. It's been super duper busy. I have been working nonstop. I leave on Monday to go to Connecticut, and so I've been working as many shifts as I can. And I worked at the New York Marathon this week.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah. uh... (laughs) Ah. The New York and uh. the New York Marathon is a really interesting thing to work. Um, and one of the things that I like so much about this job, I work for a, a fantastic staffing agency. And one of the things I love so much about them is I get to do shit that I would never do any other time. Like the Harry Potter thing at Comic Con, I would I would never I would have never gone to Comic Con otherwise. So getting to work the marathon was really cool. I worked my shift was two a.m. to two p.m.
0: That is some serious overnight shift. <laughs>
1: So what I did was I pretty much the night before. So I worked on it Sunday. The marathon was on Sunday. So the Saturday before I'm sorry. So the Friday night before I stayed up as late as possible until like four in the morning watching The Haunting of Hill House, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, And then I took some I took some mad sequel. And then I slept in until 2 p.m. on Saturday and, oh, nice! Yeah. Okay. I so was... you
0: were trying to reset your your internal clock. Exactly.
1: I was trying <laughs> to sleep. I was trying to sleep as close to the time that I need to be there as possible. So I still, it was still only twelve hours before I had to start my shift, which is a full day. But um, yeah, I did. Did you so, take a nap? Uh no, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't take a nap, but I did go to that shift. And when I reported for duty at two a.m. I was like, "Damn, this is going to be a really long shift," but it ended up being really cool. Some really funny things happened. So, uh, (laughs) so the funny the thing about the marathon is you get people from all walks of life. You get some really interesting characters, and among those interesting characters, not just the people who are running in the race, um, but there are also the people who volunteer. For the marathon. So, a lot of the people who work at the marathon volunteer for it.
0: So, you were not a volunteer. No, no, Just I. Just to clarify, you guys, you were there with the staffing agency doing actual work, and then there are additional people who are volunteering their time to help you guys or. Pass out water bottles or what? Yeah,
1: they they were. I mean, they were helping us. Yeah, they were helping us. They were doing the same thing that we were. They just weren't paid, which I can't fucking imagine doing that without being paid. But there seems to be a real sense of camaraderie for the people who are in the marathon. Like a lot of them had run it before, and so they were like, "Yeah, we've run it before." And this year, I decided to work it. You know, and the next year, I may run again.
0: Yeah, you know, running culture is just something I don't think I ever have, nor probably will ever understand fully.
1: Oh, I, I think it takes a certain level of crazy. I mean, I, I, and and I have mad respect. So, no disrespect to runners, but people who get up that early, there is a certain it, it, there is a certain level of of nutty, because there were people, and I, and I have pictures that I'm going to send you that we can post. Um, people are showing up the. People started showing up. The first race wasn't until like nine forty five where they started running. People were showing up at five AM. The sun hadn't even risen yet. For why? I don't know. To don't what know. avail. I don't know what they were I don't know what they were doing there. And so Like to stretch? But that's an awful long time to stretch. And it was very I would think so. It was very cold. We're at Staten Island. So the race starts in Staten Island. We were at the starting line.
0: Oh oh okay, 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 okay. Is it a first come, first serve sort of sign up type thing oh, or no, no, did no, they no. have to be signed up already
1: no you had to already sign up it's like a lottery you can like it's like 300 bucks um to run in it and or you have to what? qualify is it a
0: fundraiser
1: no it's it, no i'm sorry i think it's like you have to qualify or you can spend a, a few hundred dollars to run in it because there are fifty thousand people who run in the new york city marathon
0: that's what I'm saying. So if they're paying three hundred dollars each, and it's not no, a fundraiser, no, no, they're
1: not. They're not each paying that. I think it's again, you have to qualify. Like you have to run a certain amount of marathon. I'm sure there are people who are screaming at their, at the, particularly my friend Devin, who are screaming at their, I don't know, iPhone, listening to this. But there, there, there are there are ways that you have to qualify. And if you don't qualify, I think you just pay to do it. I, and there's like a lottery situation. I don't really know the logistics, nor do I care. So you I've mean- spent more time talking about that part of the marathon than I care to.
0: So you mean to tell me that somebody's like, oh, I'm not in good enough shape to qualify for this marathon. I guess I'll just pay a couple hundred dollars so I can still participate.
1: I like that the character has a southern drawl, like molasses coming out of your mouth.
0: Yeah, don't you just kind of picture, like, the big heavy mare from, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, dumb cracker. Well, I tell you what, you see people of all walks of life and and, and these volunteers. Okay, so my job was to hand out – we were giving these Gatorade pouches out that were – they had 30 grams of carbs. It was a pre-workout, right? So so the runners would take these because they're running for hours. I mean, like the quickest hour that I heard from somebody was – or I'm sorry, the quickest time that I heard from somebody was like two – three hours and 45 minutes because it's 20 it's like 26.2 kilometers which is a is really, really fucking far uh, why do
0: we measure it in kilometers this is america
1: i you know i don't actually know why they do that nor do i agree with it but i was handing out these uh gatorade pouches and what flavor well we had two flavors we had lime and we had um berry you know i don't like gatorade i'll say it i don't really either i never drink gatorade
0: it tastes like a medicine drink
1: even when I I'm a, I mean even when I was dancing every single day for a ballet company I didn't drink a bunch of Gatorade.
0: Even when I really need electrolytes I'd rather get uh Pedialyte or Pediasure or whatever it's yeah. called. I think one of those is like Kleenex and the other is tissue and I don't ever remember which one is which. I think Pedia- Pedialyte Light is the is the tissue and Pediasure is the Kleenex, right? Is this analogy no, making no, no, sense? No no no,
1: it is making sense but you have it reversed. It's Pedialyte is the is the Kleenex and Pedia Pedia
0: Shore is the, or maybe they're both brand names. I don't fucking know. I don't
1: know. Whatever. Gatorade's garbage. It's full of sugar. And my, my job was to, was to hand out these pouches. Okay.
0: You were a sugar pusher.
1: Yeah. I was pushing the sugar.
0: You might as well hand out Capri Sun pouches.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. with like a bunch of carbs. It had like 30 grams of carbs, which is supposed to give you like long lasting. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, if
0: you're running a marathon, that's fine. Except for their carbs are probably from sugar.
1: So, it was me and this, this lovely lady, Annette, who works for the same staffing agency. We were standing. We showed up to Staten Island about 3 a.m., and we were waiting around for two or three hours before runners even started to show up. There was nothing for us to do. It was freezing cold. I had five layers on. I'm not exaggerating. Five layers and gloves, and it was so cold. And then just this wave of volunteers hits. So, we're at this Gatorade stand, and all of a sudden, there are all of these volunteers at the stand. And so they ended up divvying up the, the volunteers, and there were two girls next to me, okay? Now, their job was—they were all from Staten Island, all these volunteers. These, the two, Yeah, actually, yeah. These two girls next to me, their job was to compete with um, what I said. Wait, okay. So, <laughs> so, so what they were supposed to do was stand next to me and say everything I was saying only louder and faster— um, as though we were also racing. So anytime somebody would come up before I could tell them what the pouch was and what we're giving out, they would hand the pouch to these runners and blurt it out as fast as they could. Um, but the thing is, I, I mean, I just didn't fight it. I was like, I'm exhausted. I showed up to work exhausted because I showed up at 2 PM, Two a.m., so I, I'm not going to fight you on this. Uh, and so I just let them do and I, I did And I did my job as well as I could, but I was not going to battle them on
0: it. But if you did... What if you just battled them on it?
1: What if oh God, it Okay, okay. Well, okay. I would have won.
0: Okay, I'll be, I'll be you and you be you be the girls, okay? So a runner comes okay, up.
1: Okay, I I think we're...
0: you're going to be fine cuz you were there.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm already just so you know if I'm the two volunteer girls, I already have two of the Gatorade packs in my hands. I have okay. one in each hand. and you're... I'm practically throwing them at the runners as they pass by. And you you said like you're a football. girl, so
0: they're you're like high school aged.
1: No, 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 no. They're they're like out of college.
0: Okay, got you. So, I'm you. Okay. Oh, hey. Would you like
1: to? We've try got this? these Gatorade. Pouches. We have Gatorade pouches that hour we brought, and you are to have place. one.
0: Here you go. It's
1: free. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have done that, but that. I mean, <laughs> just think about the energy that that just took you to do. Like there was, I was. Not I supported.
0: I had no, no, no. I supported. I breathed from my diaphragm.
1: Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I still take some work. Okay. Anyway, let's Um, move on from this. Go ahead. So, so, but but apparently they were also instructed to uh, leave and take pictures of celebrities as they showed up. So, oh, yeah, that was also a part of their job. Um, there was one lady. Now her job was to sit on top of her walker and ask me questions about myself. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) well, they're not getting paid. So,
1: right, right, and so she's, so they could really just do whatever they want, which is exactly what this lady did. And, And then also she would hand out a single you know, pre-workout every hour or so if she felt like it. Um, she was also in charge of filling her cup with hot chocolate.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, Better so, her so than she, you.
1: Yeah, she would kind of walk away every once in a while and go refill her cup with hot chocolate. Now, um, she also from Staten Island. Um, she would also always have, like, garbage, like if she had something to throw away, and she would call me over to go throw her garbage away for her as she sat on her walker. Um, Wait, what? She would be like, Alex... Because that's my name. And then I would go over and she would have me throw her garbage away for her.
0: She just held out a piece of filth? (laughs) A piece of rubbish for you to put in the bin?
1: Well, I don't know. I can't remember her exact words. She was just like, can you throw this away for me? Or whatever. Oh, that's not her dialect, Alex. Come on. Come on. Play in the space. Well, okay, okay, okay. I'll play, I'll play. So she actually really, she did call me smartass. Because I was being a (laughs) (laughs) smartass. So she'd be like, where you from? And I was like, "Oh, I'm originally from California, I live in New York now." "Where in New York do you live?" "Oh, I'm over on 144th and Broadway. I live in I live in Harlem." Why, what are you doing here?" "Oh, I'm an actor. What have I seen you in?" "Well, I'm sure you've not seen me in anything." "I'm sure you haven't." And then she was like, uh, "Why don't you ask all these people where they're from when they would come up? Why don't you ask these people where they're from, you know? Cuz I was asking, you know, other people where they're from cuz we're talking, we're all working together, and we're talking and I was like, "Oh, I honestly, I just I really don't care." <laughs> and so she was like calling me smart ass and everything like that. It was fun and, you know, silly.
0: You just didn't like being her her rubbish bin, bitch.
1: I didn't really care. Okay, now now then there was the third lady. Okay? Now she was the funny one. Okay.
0: Oh. Yeah, so her I job, love I love a funny volunteer.
1: Yes. And so apparently her job was to stand in front of the tent, the Gatorade uh booth. And make jokes about how much of a runner she is. Though she's not a runner, see, because the joke is she's overweight. So... I can appreciate that. uh, Yeah. Which was funny for probably the first, I don't know, 35 minutes. But then as we got into hour six, seven, eight, it started to wear a little bit.
0: Now, was she... she Doing this was it like the same material or a comedy set over and over for different people? Who yeah, were
1: yeah. She different would come cy- from a ways. She would cycle. Nice. She would cycle the jokes through for people who had not yet heard them. Of course, we had all heard them.
0: We do, but you and I do that very shtick, okay, Alex. But,
1: but not for eight hours straight, Tim. So that's the difference, right? I I yeah. wouldn't. St- Mm. No, we don't do it for eight hours straight. We don't say she did the same jokes for eight fucking hours straight. I distinctly... Tell me when we've ever done anything
0: like that. I know for... Not for eight hours straight, but I know for a fact you will tell a joke to... Individually to every single person in the cast (laughs) of whatever show you're working on.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. And I feel really attacked and honestly I just came here to attack other people, so...
0: Oh, that's good. I haven't heard that.
1: I just made it up. Or did I? Maybe I've told that joke to twelve other people. Before.
0: You probably have told it to Aaron
1: already. Can I fucking move on? Can I tell you about this please, person, please? Please, Jesus dude, Christ, Alex. Yeah. She was so she this was close to the funny, Christmas tide. It's not going to be funny anymore. So so her her job was to do that was to stand in front of it, and she's clearly not a runner. So she would make jokes about how much of a runner she was. So 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 her job was to photobomb the runners when they were taking photos, or make wise cracks about them. Or, or to make wisecracks to them, like, I'll see you out there, or like, oh, you won't see me because I'll be in first, and things like that. And then she would laugh so loudly at her own jokes that nobody else could contribute. So even if somebody else wanted to play along, she would just shout them down to tell her own jokes.
0: Oh, oh that's gross.
1: Anyway, it was a very interesting experience. It was a very long shift. I, I'm so impressed by runners because they get there, they run in 40-degree weather, it's so early and it looked like the site of a, like a hurricane because they were all sitting around by the bridge. I took a bunch of pictures. They're like laying on the ground. They've got like those like aluminum foil looking blankets on them to try to keep warm. Oh
0: gosh.
1: Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like it looked like a hurricane site.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I understand why people do like run to feed the hungry or, um although I don't really understand how running feeds the hungry, but, um,
1: I, they raise money. They raise money for each mile. People I know money, what and they do.
0: It's a jogathon. Oh,
1: yeah, it's a jogathon. Yeah, but we'll
0: when people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna run this marathon to like run it with like a like a shit ton of other people because it's gonna be fun," just like eludes me.
1: Fifty thousand people. If you
0: want to run twenty six point five kilometers or whatever it is, like sick. But like, can't you do that like without doing it with <laughs> millions of people?
1: Do you have to do it through Manhattan? Do you have to run through New York City? Literally the worst place to run in the world? And if
0: you're looking there... if you're looking for attention, just just post it on, on Facebook like all those other people who need attention for their run. Not to alienate oh, those of you who do that, although it is annoying and nobody cares.
1: Oh, people who make posts about how long their runs were? Yeah,
0: we don't... I, 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 oh, yeah,
1: I don't care. I could do not care about your workouts. I would rather... I don't want to hear about your workouts. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would rather see a picture of somebody's sushi taken with a poor, a piss-poor filter than to see a screenshot of what your run was. I do not care.
1: <laughs> I see guys taking pictures of themselves at the gym or, like, making videos. You see those guys at the gym who take videos of themselves bench-pressing? Yeah, I kind of like them. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, the shift, it went well. It was it was fine. I was really exhausted. It was tough because when I went to take my break, I went to take a 45-minute break, and because I had a blue jacket on, like I was working there, people kept asking me questions that I didn't know the answers to, like where things were. Did they- like the bathrooms, or like the starting line. And then... Uh, hey, where's the starting I mean, line? I was like, I have no... Oh, they're all from Staten Island. All the women had like feathered hair. Not the runners. The joggers came from all over the world, but... The the volunteers they're all from Staten Island so they've all got like feathered hair and it's it's just like so oh I know the type I saw them
0: at Donna Summers that that yeah, was yeah. exactly Long Island and Staten Island those were the women who came to see Summer the Donna Summer story on Broadway
1: exactly
0: exactly but the end of the
1: shift the end of the shift was good um, my friend Devin wait, was wait 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 real quick
0: I wanted to ask this blue jacket oh my did they God pro-
1: no, I'm I'm trying to tell a story what, what go is ahead no go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I don't even, for, I no, forget. What's your, no, no, no I No, I'm here to answer your question. No, no, I, no, no. I forgot. You asked about my blue jacket. I can't remember. I, I'm sure you can. No. let yeah. No, seriously, what's your question?
0: Uh, did they provide it for you?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, well, you think I bought a blue jacket for the... I don't um, know, I have a
0: blue jacket. What's it say? Does it say something on it? Did you get to keep it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it says New York City Marathon on it. Did... Yeah, I did get to keep it. Oh, that's, see, that's cool. Yeah, but it's a medium.
0: Oh great! I'll take it.
1: Yeah, you can have it. It's not. It's not a cool jacket. Yeah,
0: neither is my Twitter <laughs> shirt. But I wear my Twitter hat all the time.
1: I just want to say it ended up. It. This is going to be such a bitch for you to edit, but it turned out really well. Uh, my boss Devin, uh, Devin Anderson, he is so awesome. He bought us all. So at the end of the shift, it's tradition where he buys all of his employees a beer, and we take the Staten Island Ferry uh, back to New York City. And he so does that, that every after, shift. Uh, no, not every oh, shift. You not, s- no matter where you're working. Even if you're working in the Bronx, you guys will get no, no, no. down. To the I St- thought you meant I yeah.
0: thought you meant it was tradition that every shift he works with somebody, he takes them to get a beer. He
1: buys my beer. No, no, every time he does the New York City Marathon, he buys his staff a beer, and uh, they take the ferry back to Manhattan, which we did. And I sat there, Tim, and I had no food in my stomach, so I drank a beer. and I saw the Statue of Liberty for the first time that close while drinking a beer is the most goddamn American thing I've ever done. That's great. And so I want to give a quick shout out to Devin Anderson who hosts, uh, the, the usual rejects and it's a great podcast. They do live shows in New York city. Check out the usual rejects. They have a show coming up uh, on November 16th. And what they do is they do parodies of, uh, they, they do parodies of, um, famous movies. So they've done like, I think, what do they have coming up next? Is it ghostbusters coming up next? Um, yeah, I just wanted to give him that plug.
0: That's nice of you.
1: Can I ask you about your week?
0: My week is great. Before I forget, I want to talk about, okay, Huck, as you've heard. Okay, so my mom's dog is named Huck, and he is a silver wire-haired dachshund. So picture mm-hmm. a wiener dog with the texture hair of a poodle, but like B. Arthur's hair color, uh, circa Golden Girls.
1: Okay. So That's actually incredibly accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then he's got like a bandit mask. He... Has a bad back, as is Want in Dachshunds. He has a herniated disc in his spine, and then he has a ruptured disc in his spine also. So the herniated one will heal. The ruptured one has already, like, refused to with science bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and because of that, he's, uh, his, his legs, they've improved greatly, but they don't always work so well. Um, so sometimes his fanny will fall down when he's walking. Right. But mom my our, our mom got him a a it's like a back brace. It looks like a vest. Okay. Kind of you know, like a like a like those thunder vests that yeah, dogs yeah, it have makes that, it feel that. Comfortable. Like, yeah, so it also kinda goes around the neck the necular area. But my favorite part is that it goes around his fanny like a <laughs> like a jock strap. Literally like a jock strap. There's like the little like leg loops his uh-huh. legs go through and then it like you know, frames his fanny.
1: That's adorable. And
0: because of that, he's filling the elastic or the strap or whatever it is under what would be his butt cheek if he were a human. <laughs> and it kind of just puts a little extra pep in his step. He's got a little bit of like a Clydesdale trough. Cute. When he like... What? Cute. <laughs> funny. So anyway, Huck's a jock daddy now. So anyway, I... I had a couple days off, which I'll get into in a sec, but then I started Christmas Carol this week Yay! at Sacramento Theater Company. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. I love
1: that version that they do. What version is it?
0: It is the, well, it's the STC version. It originated at STC back in the day. And since then, um, Michael Lawn, who is the artistic director at STC, told us this story at the first meeting we had, that this version was originally written by a couple of 20-somethings at STC for STC. And they thought it was just going to kind of be a one-off. Like, they would do it one year at STC, and that would be it. But it's beautiful. It's a really great production.
1: Yeah, it really is so good. They do it at the Denver Center now.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Now it's produced all over the country.
1: Yeah, it's a great production. Yeah, the
0: Denver Center does every year. It's beautiful. The music is beautiful. The story is really well adapted. I'm very excited about it. But funny enough... We had our first rehearsal on Tuesday. We met all the kids because there's a bunch of kids in the cast, obviously. And then the next day, I wasn't called to rehearsal till like 4.30, so I subbed at Charter for Spanish. Finally had Carly in a class. That was funny. Um, you subbed
1: for Spanish? I did,
0: yeah. But they just had presentations all day, so it was...
1: Oh, it, that sounds like what the Spaniards would call El Terrible. No, it
0: was fun, But in one of the classes, I had two of the YPCs, the Young Performers Company... Uh, members in uh, one of my classes and I didn't recognize them, but they were like staring at me and I was like, what? (laughs) And they were like,
1: they were affiliated with STC. Yeah. They're
0: in the show. They're in Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And they were like, Oh, this might be like a random question, but are you in a Christmas Carol at STC? And I was like, yeah. They were like, we are too.
1: (laughs) I was like, Oh, neat. Okay. So that was funny. You should have made them go back and say the same, ask you the same question. in (laughs) Spanish.
0: Yeah, I should have. Anyway, they so bef- before I started rehearsal, I had like 2 days where I didn't have a sub job and so I was just kind of hanging out at home and I got really into some Netflix and I binged about 3 different TV shows season 1s. All Netflix originals. Just
1: 3 day- just 3 fucking days of Netflix. Yeah,
0: pretty much <laughs> pretty much.
1: That sounds amazing. Oh my god. After the week I've had that sounds incredible. Oh, it was
0: extraordinarily lazy, but just great. And so um, First, I watched Sabrina, the new series on on Netflix. Which Uh, is
1: dark. Isn't it darker? Is that what I heard? It is darker.
0: So what I learned through some research um, for this podcast, Sabrina was a comic book back in the 60s, I believe.
1: I always thought it was pronounced Sabrina.
0: No, it's Sabrina. It was a little like one off that they did from the Archie comics. About Sabrina, the teenage witch, and then she was wildly successful, so she got her own comics, and that's been going on like since then. And then there was, mm-hmm. of course, the '90s TV show with Melissa Joan Hart, and then there was the spin-off cartoon, mm-hmm. the Melissa Joan Hart sitcom. Actually, started with a movie that she did, where she played Sabrina, that also starred Ryan Reynolds, and then um, and then they turned it into a sitcom and and all that. And now, so this story kind of goes back to more of one of the original versions of the comic book storyline. Okay. It's very good. It's much more dark and spooky. It's very, very good. I highly recommend it.
1: Now, speaking of dark and spooky, what was the other show you watched that we talked about?
0: Ooh. So after I finished Sabrina and I needed something else, I started the haunting of Hill house. That
1: show is so frickin' good. It is.
0: It's a masterpiece. It is so good.
1: It is so scary. It is, I, now I'm not, I haven't even, have you finished the first season? Oh yeah,
0: I did it in like a day.
1: Dude, I'm on episode five, The Bent Neck Lady. I believe that's episode five. I just finished that one. It. Where you learn the,
0: her backstory or what?
1: Well, yeah, the name of the episode, people, is The Bent Neck Lady. It just sounds terrifying. It is so fucking scary. And, and there, there is, there is some of the jump out at you stuff, but like the story itself is so scary, but it's so well done.
0: I don't even think you've gotten to the really good juicy bits about the bent neck lady because she's a, she's throughout the entire season. No, I have
1: figured out why she's, oh, okay. well maybe not. I, I just, okay. Yeah, maybe. I su- Did
0: you learn the origin of the bent neck lady?
1: Yeah. Like why, who she is?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe that happened sooner than I thought. Yeah, that tripped me out,
1: man. That's that's the thing about it, though, is it's so terrifying and so juicy and scary, and it's in, like, the middle of the season. And now, I was like, where are they going to go from here? But there's so much more left. I yeah. Seen.
0: Oh, they they wrap it up very nicely um, the, the whole season. I don't think it's – if they do a season two, it's got to be a different storyline because they kind of wrap everything up. But it is – it's incredible. It's some of the best writing I've seen on TV. It's some of the best horror writing I've seen. Uh, oh, it's just very, very, very good. And it's also romantic. And and when I say romantic, I don't just mean love. I mean, it's sort of romantic in that sort of gothic sense, you know? It's mm-hmm. very tragic.
1: Oh, it's so sad. The boy, the, the brother with the drug problem, it just kills me. Maybe it's because I have a brother and I...
0: Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. The family element of it is really oh my God, great it, as it well. It
1: really gets me, man. I started to tear up.
0: Yeah, and it's... It's interesting. I've heard a lot of people say, oh my god, it's so scary. I watched it alone.
1: Oh, you're fucking crazy. I would never... Nope.
0: nope. Here's the thing, though. I no. wasn't that I wasn't that scared. I was Dude, actually okay.
1: I could not watch that shit by myself. No fucking way am I going to watch that by myself. That is... There was... Oh,
0: <laughs> now, I didn't watch it at night, I will say. It was during the day. But there was... There is one ghost... um I don't think it's a spoiler to, to describe the ghost, but there is a the ghost that is a very tall ghost oh, whose feet don't touch the floor God, and it's has so a cane. Scary. Now that was probably the most scared that I was the whole time watching this show. When,
1: and that's what I'm talking about. Like there's, there's stuff that jumps out at you, which I really don't like, but that ghost, when I saw that ghost, I turned to Edgar cause I was watching, I was watching it with Edgar and I was like, this show is so scary. Like, I, I was just like, I can't believe how scary this is. Like, it is so terrifying, just the way that he moves and the sound that it makes. Oh, my God. Fuck.
0: Yeah, and you're there with the little boy while he's hiding under oh, the bed. Oh, it's the
1: cutest play. little boy. Oh, my God.
0: They don't address um, how young kid has such bad eyes and older kid doesn't need glasses. But, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, for some reason, when he, uh, when he grows up, he doesn't need them anymore.
0: Hey, um, everyone on that show is beautiful, by the way. All the women, gorgeous. Yeah, they're
1: absolutely stunning, yeah.
0: Although Mom aptly pointed out that they do all look the same,
1: yeah, they're yeah, they well, they're sisters, so that would make sense.
0: They are they're sisters and mothers. So, and I will say, um, props to them for getting people who look so much alike to play siblings. I, I know, but also the they kids look, look just look, like the adults. I,
1: dude, I was just saying that last night. I was just saying that the kid versions look just like the adult versions.
0: Yeah, so that's really impressive,
1: guys. You Cannot, gotta watch that show.
0: Yeah, I cannot recommend that show enough. If you're a scaredy cat like I am, like seriously, I'm a scaredy cat and I handled it. Um, So, And I think it's because I fell in love with the story so much of that family. Well, um, If you're a
1: scaredy cat and you can watch it by yourself, I don't know what the fuck that makes me because I'm not watching that by myself.
0: well, (laughs) um, Well, I watched it during the day and I know you watched it at night, so maybe that's part of it. But, you know, watch it with a friend. It'll... It'll. It's. It's worth watching. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you're a scaredy cat, you should watch it anyway.
1: It gets progressively scary. The first episode is not too scary. There's some stuff that happens, but like by episode five or six, you're just like, oh my god, this is so scary.
0: Yeah, there is a lull for like an episode or two where it's not as scary and it's more family oriented, which I really like. But um, yeah, it's good. I I'll probably watch it again just to see if I can catch things that I missed. But it's very yeah. great. It's- if you have watched the show, send us uh, your thoughts because I would love yes. to. I would love to hear what you guys have to think because I just loved it so much. Yeah. On a very different note, I also started a show because I like in the evenings when I'm about to go to bed to watch something a little more light-hearted and funny. Mm-hmm. There is a show on Netflix called Insatiable. And Urias was the one who uh, strong-armed me into watching it. Because for some reason, even though I love most things that I watch, I never feel like watching what people tell me to watch.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm the same way when somebody's like, oh, this musical's so good. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not listening to that musical until after it's won a Tony Award.
0: Right. <laughs> right. And,
1: then, and then eight months later, I'll listen to it after I can no longer afford tickets to see it on Broadway.
0: Sure. Um, but Netflix has this great thing where you can watch a little preview of the show when it's one of their originals.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the, in on like the, at like the home, on the home screen or whatever. Yeah.
0: Precisely. So I checked out Insatiable and it's right up my alley. If you like the show, drop, sorry, the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous, this is the Netflix original TV show for you. It is so, it is so campy and funny. It is, um... Just a brief little description. It's a, uh, to show about a very heavy girl who gets in a fight with a hobo and he breaks her jaw and she has it wired shut so it can fix and gets skinny and hot and it's played by uh, the actress who plays Jesse in Hey Jesse on the uh, Disney Channel.
1: Hey Jesse. I
0: believe the actress's name is Debbie Ryan. She's gorgeous. She's not. The absolute best actress I've ever seen, but I think she's just great on the show. Well, and she's still the still show... is Streisand no, 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 no. She is definitely not Barbara Streisand But she's. But the show is very campy and doesn't take itself too seriously, so it, it works. It all works. It's fairly waiting for Guffman meets pageants meets some kind of dark and twisted humor, but still funny. Uh, it's it's great. Okay. It's really great. It's just it's over the top. There's there's moments that are really nice and tender or socially relevant, but are but but it's, even in those moments, the show doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's great. And if you're looking for something new and lighthearted and funny, it's the way to go.
1: So you have had a week of Netflix.
0: Well, I had like three days.
1: <laughs> Netflix. And I had paint. like
0: three days of Netflix, but that's like
1: Netflix. Yeah, and that chores. was like all
0: I did, and I did chores. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was my week.
1: Uh, do you want to get into long enough? I
0: absolutely want to get into long enough.
1: Long enough. Long enough. Enough. Silence. I can't take this shit no more.
0: Let's do that. So, oh, I like how last week we did it all together, so let's do that. Okay. And now for a segment we call long enough.
1: Long enough.
0: Well, you did it at so, a different.
1: Okay, go ahead. Try it again.
0: Now for a segment we call Long, long enough. enough. Long Enough is a podcast and a podcast where we talk about all the things that have gone on long, long enough. enough.
1: Now, I have two things I want to talk about.
0: I can't wait to hear them. Okay. Because
1: one leads right into the next thing. Uh, I worked like In succession, said, if you will. Yes, I, and I will. This has been an incredibly long week. I have worked so much. I have worked nonstop. I leave on Monday to go to Connecticut, so I'm trying to work as much as I can to make money for- To save for January and Christmas presents and blah, blah, blah. I worked a shift yesterday that went from, I worked from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. So that's a 13-hour day. Um, and I've been working every day this week. So I woke up at four in the morning and I got to work. We started at six and my manager needed me to go to the bodega, the nearest bodega to go get some skim milk and some half and half. Cause I was working as a concierge and Where, a,
0: what location were you working at?
1: We were, we were at, uh, I was working on Christie street down in Soho. So this is, it's in the Bowery.
0: So why didn't you just go to Whole Foods?
1: Cause it wasn't open yet. Cause it's fucking six in the morning and Whole Foods oh. isn't open until eight.
0: Oh, oh okay yeah okay, it's yeah, the
1: yeah. ass crack of dawn it, it's it, the sun isn't even up yet so I go into a bodega to go get this um, we have a coffee station and we need this stuff for it so I go into this bodega and this like many of the places down there in Soho I don't know why but they have a ten dollars minimum now to use your debit card or your credit card which really really stars my bucks because they're that's fr- okay that's not legal apparently it's illegal. You can't, as we learned in San Francisco, you can't do that. You can't say you have to spend ten dollars or more in this store in order to use your debit card. Uh huh. So I, so I had cash for now.
0: Real quick, real quick, before you get too far into it, I just want to say that that policy of saying that you can't require a minimum purchase amount in order to use your card is because stores have to pay a certain amount as I guess like a tax or something on debit purchases. So it's not quote unquote worth it to them if it's le- a certain yeah. small amount of money.
1: Which is anyway. complete, but but that's complete bullshit too because even if it costs them an extra 50 cents for me to buy a pack of bubble gum and use my debit card to purchase it, for them to say a $10 minimum, they're still making an extra, what, seven or $8 off of that. So it's it's robbery.
0: We don't know how much they pay for said gum or something like that Dude, so they may charge,
1: be- charge me 50 cents they're not paying more than 50 cents for me to use my debit card they're not paying they're not they're not that's bullshit
0: yeah i actually don't know i don't know but if, anyway go ahead
1: well how about i just don't buy anything because that's the alternative
0: well yeah good point
1: so so I- anyway it really pisses me off and it's not legal i i and and to your point actually i understand having the five dollar minimum it's still annoying, but who the fuck is going to go into a bodega and buy and spend $10 of what are you going to buy? You go in there to buy a bottle of water, you know? So anyway, I go in to buy this milk and I have to use cash because that's what I use for the company. And the, I bring the company, the receipt and the, you know, the, the, the cash and blah, blah, blah. But I needed a couple of energy bars or like just bars. Cause I was starving. I was so hungry. And so I purchased the milk with the cash and I tell the guy, I was like, I, I need to buy these, these bars with a separate, I need to do a separate transaction because, um, cause I fucking need to, cause this is American. I can do whatever I want. And, uh, I pull out my card and it's, it's $2 for the two bars. And he goes, Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's a $10 minimum. And I was so tired. I said, is that legal? And he oh. goes, what? And I was like, that's not legal. You can't do that. That's illegal to do a $10 minimum. You can't do that. I, and I'm not a confrontational person No, and, and I said that to him and he goes, uh, and he just, he could not believe that I called him out on it and he was starting to panic. It's not his store. He probably doesn't even really fucking know the rules to be honest. And he's kind of like looking around, like he doesn't know what to do. And I was like, you can't do that. You can't legally charge. You can't legally have a $10 minimum.
0: And And that's true. I just want to really emphasize: like you cannot discriminate against legal American tender. Right? It's just like it's just like when people say, "Oh, you can't." We don't accept bills fifty. We don't accept fifty or hundred dollar bills. It's like, well, you have to because it's legal American tender.
1: Yeah, you have to. You have to. Now,
0: real quick, not to get too far away from your point, but the flip side of that is they can say, "Oh, well, we don't carry enough cash to be able to make change for that," and that's fair.
1: They can. So, so long story long, I tell him that. And then I also said to him, look, I just bought this milk. Please do me a favor and just ring it up. And he fucking rang it up. He just did it. I've never felt more like a New Yorker than in that moment. You know,
0: and getting back to when you said just charge me 50 cents. I pre, I would rather somebody say for purchases under $10, it's a 45 or 50 cent charge to use yeah. debit.
1: That's fine. I have. I don't care because I know that they get charged. But don't tell me that I have – you're making seven extra dollars off of me when, and, mm-hmm. and that's what pisses me off. Don't tell me that I have to buy $10 worth of crap to yeah. use my ATM or my and debit like, card.
0: And like you were saying, a $5 minimum is – I can accept that more than a $10 dollar.
1: $10, that's just, you're just, it's just grabby. I've only
0: heard $10 in New York, to be honest with you. I don't hear that in California.
1: Yeah, but but $10, man, they do that all the time in Soho. Yeah, well, how about this? How about I don't pay the $10 minimum? In fact, I don't buy anything, and you don't get and to you, make the sale at all.
0: Yeah, and you can go uh, and fully fuck yourself.
1: But people do it, and they don't even know that it's illegal. So know that when you go to New York, sometimes when you challenge them, it works. Sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, because here's the flip side they have the right to refuse service also. So right. they can tell you they can tell you to go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? They can say, okay, well, sorry, that's the policy.
1: Yeah. Or, or and then you just, can say, yeah. well, it's
0: an illegal policy and you can't yeah. do that. And then they can say, well, we'd also don't have to serve you. Now that all isn't going to happen. That's like worst case scenario, but I'm just saying.
1: Or what also happens to me in New York, what's happened to me many times, is they'll just keep saying the same thing over and over until you give up. Like they don't speak English well enough to argue with you which is actually a really good defense mechanism like they do mm. speak english well enough but they'll just keep like one time i went to a grocery store right and it was uh it was 9 45 but the the grocery store closed at 10 but they wouldn't let me in and i was like i wa- i tried to walk in and the guy's like sorry we're closed and i was like is nine forty five. It's you 9.45. Said? You close at 10. Oh, yeah, it's 9.45. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're close. And I was like, no, you're not. It's 9.45. You close at 10. And he goes, sorry, sorry, we're close, we're close. And he just kept saying the same thing over and over. And I was like, I was like okay, well, I just had to walk away. You Like, there was nothing else I could do. Yeah, so, I mean, like, what
0: are you going to do? Barge in?
1: <laughs> yeah, what are we going to push him down? Oh, I wanted to. I wanted to hit him. Anyway, I, I'm just so sick of people in the city trying to screw me. Yeah. So, But I couldn't believe it worked, you know, because, again, I'm not a very confrontational person, but... But it worked. He rang me up and I left with my bars and then I started work. And so that leads into the real long enough that I want to talk about here. So I work as a concierge, as you do too when you're here. We work for the same company. I love the company. But every once in a while. So what we do is we uh, basically a company uh, will come in like a maybe like a shampoo company or uh, like a liquor company, like whatever. Like we've worked with some big companies. Um, They'll come in and they rent out our event space. And it's a small event space, usually accommodating 50 to 80 people. And they'll use this space. It's a real hip space. And they'll use it for, you know, we have caterers come. So they'll bring like breakfast. And then they'll use our rooms for business meetings. And, you know, we basically are there to make sure that all the food is out and that everything goes well. We're concierge. Uh, This group of people, I worked for the most awful people, for the awfulest people I've ever worked for. The French. You know what? So, so, so no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. I, I ended up having to keep a list of the shit that they were doing because it was so. I could not believe how rude these people were. I, and the actual title for this long enough is "People Who Don't Know How to Act at Functions at at, at Catered Events." Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Entitled people. So I worked for the worst people. They did things like they would set their garbage down on the table or the island where there was, where there was clean food, fresh food. So they would open up their yogurt parfait. You mean like at the buffet? Yeah. So they would open up like their yogurt parfait and throw the top of the parfait. They'd take the top of it off and just throw the garbage in the middle of the, the, the pastries. What? Yeah. They would just throw it on the table. I cannot, it was the weird, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. They would, Tim, they would put their dirt, so we have a little kitchen area where we like do the dishes and shit like that, but we also keep some of the food that we haven't put out yet. I had bowls of like hummus that hadn't gone out yet that they would just come in and stick their filthy cutlery in and then just ruin the bowl. So I couldn't put the bowl out anymore.
0: They would stick it into the hummus?
1: Into the hummus. What? It was so bizarre what these people were doing. Dude, it was so weird. It was so fucking weird. And they were putting their, we, so every time, anytime we have like a charcuterie out, like we put cheese out or like pastries out or whatever, we always have serving utensils. We have tongs, we have spoons, we have forks. These people were sticking their fingers in the food. What? And I, I don't mean just like pulling, like grabbing a piece of cheese out with their fingers instead of the tongs. But I mean like we always have like a gluten free or like a vegan option. So like we had vegan pastries out and this one guy, this one Stupid idiot asshole takes his finger and he goes, what is that? I can't even eat it and jams his finger into it and crushes the vegan pastry with his finger until it's just like, it's just, uh, it's just crumbled.
0: That is unreal.
1: With his filthy, stinky finger. Yeah. They were also, they also set down their, their plates and their silverware on the couches. on. The couches.
0: Like when they were done or while they were eating.
1: Yeah, well they were when they were done, they'd finish eating a plate of food. What are you doing? You unwrapping something over there?
0: I am. I need a cliff bar. Okay, well Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: You're reminding me of the person who this the person who unwraps their candies after intermission has passed at a show. I'm
0: hungry, I haven't had dinner yet. They
1: were a terrible group of people. No thank yous for clearing stuff. Like when you'd go up and you'd take their plates away. Never, Nobody ever said thank you. Nothing. They were just especially unaware. We have garbage cans everywhere. We have garbage cans. You know, you've seen the event space. We have garbage cans everywhere. And they would just leave their garbage on the tables or in the food.
0: Yeah, in the food is beyond me. On the tables I get because there's signs that say... Oh, our staff will be busing for you, so don't worry about it. That doesn't bother me.
1: But you would never leave your garbage on the same table as fresh food.
0: No, that's what blows my mind. Nor would I stick dirty utensils into a bowl of food.
1: Yeah, that one really got me. That one I really, literally, I really got
0: literally got me. don't understand that. And I probably would have said something if I caught it
1: happening. And, and as for the actual buffet, they were slopping food everywhere. Like, I, I don't know what was with these people. I, I, I really don't know what was going on. And here's the real kicker. Get this. This is Mm -hmm. what shocked me the most. Most of the people that were there in the group Uh were English. Oh, really? They were English. Really? They're supposed to be the fanciest people. I think French are, but yeah.
0: What? I think French are the fanciest.
1: No, French are the rudest.
0: Well, can it be both?
1: Just kind of made me really think about the service industry and people who don't know how to act when they go to these functions, because I've worked catering events with these young guys, these fucking yups who are out of college. They're starting to make, you know, just enough money. They're starting to make like 60,000, $80,000 a year. So enough money that they can like Uber to work every once in a while in New York city. And you know, their company throws some Christmas party for them, and so, the, and so, it makes them feel like they're all fancy and special. And like you're walking around, and you're like passing hors d'oeuvres, and they're setting their garbage down on your fresh your tray of fresh hors d'oeuvres. You know, people who have never actually been to nice events, so they don't know how to act when they're at those nice events.
0: I don't let that happen. Somebody goes to put trash on my tray, and I go, Oh, oh, This is not for trash. Well, maybe that's wrong I'm, of me. I no, no,
1: I, I mean, I think I should too. I think I should too. Throw your garbage away. You can walk to the garbage can.
0: I, see, I, my belief is just because I am a server or a busser or a caterer or whatever the night calls for, doesn't mean you just let people act like fucking idiots.
1: Yeah, I mean... Because there's this
0: mentality in the customer service industry where it's like,
1: oh, whatever they do, we just fucking take it. But I tell you what, as soon as people know that and they catch drift of the fact that you'll do most things that they ask, they are terrible.
0: I was working one time and... So we don't, <clears throat> just to clarify, we don't pick the menu. Our company doesn't pick the menu when, when uh, we have catering. The, whoever is in charge of the event does. Now it is their responsibility, and usually they take care of it, to see who has eating restrictions or allergies or whatever. Okay? Right, like
1: if they're vegan or like gluten-free or whatever. A company will have an event planner. That event planner will call our company... And they will schedule the party. What do you call it? The event. If L'Oreal calls us, L'Oreal's event planner needs to know who's vegan, who's gluten free, who's, you know, whatever. And they're in charge of coming up with the menu. So, anyway. Stop eating first.
0: Crunch, crunch, cr- crunch, crunch, crunch.
1: <laughs> so,
0: anyway, we're working an event. The day. So, it's day two of like a three day event. And there was one guy from the group who told the planner of the event, or the coordinator rather, that he was vegan and that he wanted us to go get him a different lunch than what was going to be served the next day, which was going to be Shake Shack. So it's three different sandwiches. It's the the cheeseburger, the chicken sandwich, and then the quote-unquote vegetarian quote-unquote option, which is... The, yeah, the mushroom the, 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 one, which is covered in excuse cheese. Excuse me, the deep-fried portobello mushroom...
1: With Comedy mozzarella cheese.
0: cheese, yeah. And and then fries, the cheese sauce, and cake pops. And I was like, okay, I get it. As a vegan myself, a freegan, I understand. I get it. I get it. Now, they should have already had that planned out and taken care of. But things happen. I get it. So he requested just like a nice like mixed vegetable, some sort of plant-based meal. Fair enough. So um, Ray was our manager that day. And so he was like, do you mind if when you, cause I was coming in for the second half of a very long day. She was like, do you mind if you come in, get settled and then run to Whole Foods and make like a hot plate? And I was like, Oh, for sure. I can do that. The Whole Foods is only a few blocks away from our location.
1: Oh yeah. It's like two blocks. Yeah.
0: So I went, I was very careful about like picking not only things that were following the dietary restriction, but that were going to be good. You know what I mean? You, we want to, we're want we trying to provide a very high-end service. So I wanted to make a good meal for him and all that kind of thing. And right. Also, I didn't know how much he ate, so like I got a lot. I, I didn't know.
1: And um, Well, it's vegan food. It's not
0: like it's filling. R- exactly. So I wanted to make sure he had something good. So I did this whole, like, and something cohesive, you know? So I did this whole Indian mm-hmm. food thing, and it was, I would have loved it. It was great. Anyway, I make that all for him. He's very appreciative. So this is the thing. <laughs> this is the first clue that set me off about this guy. I give him his plate of food. He's very grateful. And then he goes and he gets a bag of fries from the from the buffet.
1: Which are vegan. They are
0: vegan. They're also deep fried fucking idiot crinkle cut fries.
1: I know. We we actually had the same menu yesterday, so I almost took a picture of the idiot crinkle cut fries.
0: Why didn't you? You should Because I was tired. Of, I didn't want to look at them anymore than should, I had to. You should have made a label that said idiot crinkle cut fries.
1: Well, you had already done that though, so I decided not to.
0: So he does that, I'm like, whatever, I get it. I, as a vegan, I want fries too sometimes. They're yummy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Not the idiot, crinkle cup, but you know what I mean. So he didn't eat all of it. He kind of poked it around, ate all the fries, ate like half the plate of vegetables, and um, <laughs> side note, just left it there, got up and went into the meeting, just left everything as if he had run to the bathroom. Yeah, just left it there, yeah. Out, which, idiocy. So then later, they're on another break. He goes and pops a cake pop in his mouth. My knee-jerk reaction is to go, oh, that's not vegan.
1: Right, right, because he's clearly a vegan because you went so far out of your way to get him this vegan meal. Yeah, exactly,
0: of all these vegetables and all that kind of thing. And the cake pop, it's it's made with eggs, it's made with um, dairy. It's milk.
1: It's from Milk Bar. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they are delicious. I've had them before. Oh, they're incredible.
1: You guys go to Milk Bar. Go to Milk Bar if you're in New York. Yeah, we've talked
0: about them on the show before. Anyway. Yeah. So he pops it in his mouth. I initially, I'm like, "Oh my god, uh, that's that's not vegan." And he goes, "Oh, you know what? I'm not actually vegan." Oh, bitch! And my reaction was literally, "What?" <laughs> and and I know that this is something I need to work on in myself. But yeah, that was my initial reaction. He goes, "Yeah, I just, I really didn't want like a greasy burger again." I need to work on this in myself. I'm a Virgo. But I said, oh, but the fries were okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, oh, I know. I was being bad. And I was like, oh, no. No, You're being an asshole. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, Yeah, no, no, I get it. He's like, I just know that I should be eating vegetables. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And then, like, walked away. Because I couldn't be, like, I couldn't be Tim Stewart to him. I had to be employee of this company. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I, if I can tell a Tim Stewart story, you may, I do remember very, very briefly. I do remember at this company one time, somebody had a beer sitting in front of them for about 45 minutes. And it was, it was the last sip of the beer and it had been sitting there forever. They were sitting at a chair uh, doing their work.
0: I remember this. It
1: was a Heineken. Yeah. Doing their work. And you went up and finally decided to, to bust the beer to get rid of the beer. And he goes, "Oh, I'm not done with that yet." And you were like, "Oh, okay." And you set it back down. And then he goes, "That's the best part," meaning the last, the last ten percent of the drink is the best part. And and you, Apparently. and you turned to him and said, "Oh, it, I'm sorry. It, it's just that it had been sitting there untouched for forty-five minutes, so I thought you were done with it." <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's
0: funny, but it's not funny. Like I, I really should be better with the with. I mean. Ugh. You know what? It's just that very part of me doesn't like to let people get away with their stupid bullshit. Well, and
1: it's like – it is really stupid. It's so stupid and I was annoyed with that guy too. But at the same time, it's like – it's his beer. Like he can – Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. He can drink it as warm as he wants. Right. And it's not
0: like I paid for it. So I could literally
1: give –
0: I couldn't give a crap. (laughs) Right. But it's just something about some – you know what? I probably would have been just like, oh, my mistake if it wasn't for the fact that he said, that's the best part (laughs) because that's when I had to be like – no sir. With the backwash. The ba- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well that has all gone on
1: long, long enough. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's gone on long enough just to just to wrap that up. I just want to say be be kind to your servers. If you're at an event, if you're at a catered event, say thank you to your servers when they clear your your uh, your dishes because if you're out on a date with somebody and that person is kind to you but not kind to their server, that's not a kind person. No, they're not kind.
0: Now I'll say this. I say thank you almost too much to servers. Same. Every time my glass is refilled, my water glass is refilled, every time they take a plate, every time they bring a plate, I say thank you every single time because being on the other side of it, it never gets old.
1: No, it doesn't. When somebody says thank you to me, it means so much more than when they just ignore me.
0: Just to be acknowledged that you're there and I've been with perfectly nice people who don't do that every and I'm not saying you have to every single time, but it's just sort of acknowledging that another human being is in your space. I just think it is, yeah. is just kind of. Yeah. anyway exactly. so, so that's all I'm gonna say about that.
1: Act if you're at a, if you are being served by a caterer or a concierge, Act in that space how you would at somebody else's home if you were a guest in their home. Would you just throw your garbage on your friend's counter? I don't fucking think you would. So just just be considerate
0: And now for a segment we like to call let's let's talk about talk about Broadway.
1: Broadway The theater the theater What's happened to the theater? Let's talk about Broadway. So today, this is a fun segment today because we're we're going to be doing a follow up with it in our interview. Yeah, uh, but but today we are going to be talking about the Encore's Gala production of A Chorus Line. It's a Dinah Chorus Line. So uh, uh, this is technically off Broadway, but it's a production contract, and I know that because I auditioned for it, and our roommate is in it. Um. But this is going to be so. I, I'm so bummed that I can't see this show. I am not bummed. Uh, I can't
0: see it. I'm irate. I'm livid. I pass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this cast is insane. I mean, I love Chorus Line anyway. Of course.
0: How could you not? Uh,
1: so the uh the I'm gonna do a quick synopsis for people who don't know, but just about everybody knows. It's a it's no, oh, and it uses a um. A scandalous term here. It says Broadway gypsies bear their souls and put their lives, quote unquote, on the line as they audition for an unnamed. Yeah, I like that they did that as they audition for an unnamed Broadway musical. Oh, that's true. They do. They never do say the name of the musical. Yeah, because it's not real. I like when they make they have fake musical names within musicals are really funny. Like uh, because they're usually
0: inside jokes somehow.
1: Sure. Isn't there one in, like, 42nd Street? Like, it's called Pretty Girl or something like that? Uh,
0: Pretty Lady, I think. Pretty Lady. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's just just Um, so nothing.
0: One of my... Okay, real quick, not to get too far off topic, but um, in Kiss Me Kate, they're doing Taming of the Shrew. And the fun thing about Kiss Me Kate is there's so many, like, theater and actor things that happen. And you, if you're a theater goer or or an actor uh, or... uh, involved in working at theater especially i think you appreciate the little isms like they um like they always call the show shrew
1: <laughs> i don't know oh, you yeah know, that's such a, yeah you know how yeah, like yeah.
0: you always say when you're in the know you a brief.
1: yeah when you're in the know you when, when you're familiar you we use the briefs yeah
0: yeah so frederick graham the director slash star goes i know we're gonna make a hell of a show out of shrew and it's like oh god yeah.
1: <laughs> what's a, what are some other shows that people do that with um like uh, merrily Oh, Merrily, instead of Merrily Roll Along. Yeah. Uh, Forum.
0: I mean, people do them with long named ones. Yeah.
1: Forum. Forum. Nice work. Instead of nice work, if you can get it, you can just call it nice work. Alex Ringler made the joke of cat. cat.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pirates, I hear a lot. You know, it's a real brief if you can say it outside of being in the production and people know what you're talking about. Because you couldn't just be like, Paris. And people are like, oh, Oh, did you mean American in Paris? Do
1: people say Paris instead of American in Paris? No, no. I was
0: just using that as an example of one that doesn't work oh, okay. out of context of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But people say like so, Lacage.
1: Yeah, Lacage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so okay. So getting back to chorus, this is <laughs> getting back to line. Going to, getting back to line. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty that's that's, that's the synopsis. people do shorten it.
0: People do shorten it to chorus line from a chorus line.
1: <laughs> yeah, people always say chorus line. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing chorus line. Yeah. It's directed by Bob Avian, who's the, I mean, he directed the revival, and did he direct? I don't know how long he's been with the show, and then Byerwick Lee, who was the original um, Connie. Uh, she's like the show. She's the guru. She's the. It's her show. I mean, she's the one who sets it everywhere. She sets all the tours. Yeah, like the Broadway. She shows. must be
0: like the, like the trustee. Is she like the?
1: Yeah, like if there were, a, yeah. Well, what's his name? Um, Michael Bennett sort of uh, left her. She. He left her the show, I guess, and so... Um, when we have her season... on, we should
0: ask her how that came about.
1: So the it, the show's going to be incredible. Robin Herter, who we're big fans of, is... is Big well, fans. Huge. Listen. She's playing Cassie. Listen And uh, listen to this cast, okay? So some of the big names in this are, like I just said, of course, Robin Herter. There is Ryan Steele, who was um, Specs in Newsies. He's done a lot of other things. Yeah, too. he
0: was just in Carousel. He's fire. Yes. He's playing he's, Larry, he's I believe.
1: And then there's Tony Yazbeck, who I'm a big fan of, playing Zach, big Broadway star. Um, Max Clayton. Uh, Max Julier Clayton is his...
0: playing Don.
1: Uh, Jay
0: Armstrong think... Johnson.
1: He was also in um, On the Town, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, so now he's Rebel and Phantom. It's
1: kind of, yeah, a lot of them seem to be. People are able to take breaks. They're only doing four, like four days of shows for this. He's playing Larry. Great. And yeah, no, I mean, he's not. No, amazing. he's not.
0: Sorry, he's playing Bobby.
1: I don't, uh, honestly, I I know the show, I I don't know everybody's name, and the fact that you know that many people, I guess you've done the show twice, but I, people are always like, I'm playing Larry, or I'm playing Don, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Oh, yeah, I
0: I know who everybody is in that show.
1: I don't know how you don't. I I know who, I mean, I know who some of them are, I know who, like, Al is, and I know who Mike is, and, like, Mark, and, and, but I don't know, yeah, I don't don't know all of them. I can't fucking remember all those names, what do you mean, you don't know, I've never done the show, how would I know? How have you never done a chorus line?
0: Although, yeah. Yeah, you have not
1: know that I've never done a course.
0: Line? No, I, 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 I mean, I, mean, I know that not... you haven't. I just feel like if anybody in this family was to have done a course line, let alone twice, it would have been you.
1: I don't know. There's a lot of shows that people seem to always tell me that I'm perfect for, and then I go to auditions for them and get cut. So, uh, I don't know. I, I've never done Newsies. I've never done West Side Story. So, anyway, I was in for this and was immediately cut. So, um... well, not
0: immediately. It's not like you walked in the door and they were like, ha <laughs> bye. Out!
1: Out! I, I, I had an appointment yes! for it, actually. I had, an, I had an appointment for Al, and I went in and I had mutton chops because I was doing Oliver at the time, and I thought that might help me, but it was, I have to say, it was, auditioning for this show, it was the most self-serious, silly audition I have been to. So, they had us, the guy teaching the combination was very, they, they, they had a couple of guys teaching the combination. Byrick wasn't there. And it was very intense the way that they were teaching it. But then also, Bob Avian, I don't know if it was, I think it was him who wanted us to do it. They made us all do the combination. Every guy, there were probably about 50 guys in there. We all had to do it one by one. The opening combination, the banana, na, 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 na. I was like, what the fuck? That's my, I would, was, I would
0: freeze. If I, I would, I would be like, excuse me, I've made a horrible mistake and I'll be leaving now. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Hi there. My name is Alex Stewart and uh, this is me shitting my pants. (laughs) No, I I actually wasn't terrified. I I knew the choreography. I felt fine with the choreography. I I will say it was some of the, it was probably the most impressive group of dancers I've been in the room with. There were some incredible dancers in there. I wouldn't
0: be surprised if they were trying to make the audition process as a chorus line as they possibly could.
1: That's what it seemed like. Yeah, it was very intense. The thing about that, though, that's so silly is I'm like, but this whole show, the the show is about shedding light on what it's like being an actor, how hard it is and what that struggle is. And why are you going to make your audition like that?
0: Um, Further, have you ever been to a dance call that was co-ed?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have callbacks, yeah, where they've had us dance with the ladies. Uh, actually, Oliver, yeah, they had the guys dance and the women dance. It was kind of weird, but yeah, but, I, I have done that. Elf was like that, Elf did that, yeah. But a
0: chorus line is an open call, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think, it, yeah, it's, yeah, that's an open call, yeah, I think so.
0: Interesting, huh?
1: You mean, you mean like like the show itself, like the, the dancers have come to an open call and yes. they, they make all the cuts. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess music circuses dance call is like that, huh? They don't separate at boys and girls.
1: Well, in New York they do. Oh, wow. Well. I don't know. Auditions also used to be different. They used to audition at the theaters, too. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, a little fun fact, the um, movie of A Chorus Line was filmed in the... The theater that is across from the Gershwin that's now a church.
1: Oh, the like the Broadway church or whatever? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it's called, um, nor do I remember what it was called when it was a theater.
1: This show is going to be at Encores. Uh, I really wish I could see it. It says here tickets from $50. Uh, I have now heard that tickets are no longer on sale for $50. I think I there was- are a few
0: lotteries, though, that you can enter to win uh, tickets for cheaper which you know what to be honest with you I would pay full price for that show I would probably pay $200 for my ticket
1: Robin Herder is Broadway and I would kill to see her play Cassie again I know she's done it before
0: Yeah yeah uh, there's a great video of her where she falls but it's she's killing it and then she falls and then and then she kills it some more
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mention uh, that to
0: embarrass her. She celebrates that video because she's, she's well, a if, person.
1: Yeah, you got to follow her on on social media. She's hysterical. Um, I, I actually plug I plug her during the um, during the interviews. So yeah, she, and video. her son,
0: who is just her and Clyde Alves have the cutest little boy who just seems yeah. like he's the proper amount of like terrible little boy and like loving little angel all at the same time.
1: God, talk about a fucking power couple, dude. Clyde Alves and Robin Herter. Clyde Alves, for those of you who don't know, he was in um, the Music Man movie. He also did it on Broadway. He did Wicked on Broadway. He was one of the leads in On the Town on Broadway. He's done so many things, and he's Robin Herter's husband, and they're such a power couple. Um, He's at Goodspeed right now. Check this this show out. Uh, It is... Uh, when the show times, is just a few shows Wednesday at 6 PM, Thursday at 7 30 PM, Friday at 8 PM, Saturday at 2 PM and 8 PM Sunday at 2 PM and 7 PM. And that is the, that is November 16th through the 20th. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. It's November 14th through the 18th. Excuse me.
0: And I'm not going to tell anybody to bootleg it, but if, uh, but if you did, if you, if you did, I wouldn't hate
1: to see that. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, check it out. Check it out. I would love to see that. All we needed was the music and the mirror and the chance to dance.
0: All right, Donna McEckney.
1: But you—you th- didn't—you didn't think that was very good.
0: Yeah, I just said all right, Donna McEckney, because she's who played it, played that yeah. role on Broadway. Okay, let's uh, wrap up this segment.
1: Yay! Oh. This has been whoa. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. All I needed was a tissue! <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening to Let's, Let's Talk, talk ab- About Broadway. Broadway. Were you just harmonizing? With I me?
0: was. And now for a segment we like to call Fatty Fatty New Friends. Fatty Fatty No Friends. So, there is a thing that is going around the internet, as things tend to do these days, and there is this volcano ramen challenge. You know, like, there was, like, the cinnamon challenge, which is that idiotic, like, put a spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth.
1: Did you ever try that?
0: No, I thought it was stupid.
1: Yeah, I didn't try it either, because I'm not a child. Well, like... I am a child. I'm a child.
0: First of all, you know it's spicy, but also, like, you can't moisten uh, an entire mouthful of cinnamon... Quickly enough to not choke on it or like make a big mess. Yeah. So it's just idiotic. Anyway, this sounded like fun. Urias ordered uh, the volcano ramen off the interweb.
1: You have, so you wait. The only way you can get it is to order it off the interweb.
0: Yeah, I guess he got it on like Amazon oh, f- Prime or something like that.
1: Oh, good. So you can get it quick. He must be in a real <laughs> for people who are in a real rush to get diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <gasps> actually, <laughs> um, so Carly and I were like, okay, yeah, we'll try it with him. Cause he didn't want to try it by himself.
1: You're a good friend.
0: Yeah. I like spicy food. I like my Thai food, spicy, um, things like that. So I was, and I was sure that this was going to like numb my mouth, right? Numb, yeah. numb, numb my gob because you know, it's going around the internet. So I was like, okay, well this is going to be painful, but whatever. It'll be funny.
1: By going around the internet, you mean there are videos of people on like YouTube trying to eat it and they've got steam coming out of their ears? And
0: like Twitter and stuff like that, you know, like going around the internet.
1: Yeah, It's like the classic like train whistle with the steam coming out of their ears after their, like the, like the warheads guy.
0: Yeah. So I actually hadn't seen any of these videos, but I trust uh, media luminary Urias Davis to, um, I trust him. Okay. So he makes it up. It looks like a standard bag of Top Ramen. Not, mm-hmm. not the, not that brand, but, um, you know, the noodle package is the same. And then it Except- comes with this, uh, the spice that you put in it that looks like blood when you put it in. Oh, it's yum. Like, it's not a powder. It's like a syrup almost. Like oh, a, God. Like a, like a sauce. And, and then, and then you put pepper flakes on top of it. So there's two packages. There's the flavor syrup package, and then there's the, the pepper flake package that goes atop the noodles when you're done. So... He makes it up and it looks like orange ramen. Okay. Alright, he like drained the liquid out so it was more of like a just like a noodle situation.
1: So not a color that is found anywhere in nature.
0: Except oranges. Oh that's right. And apricots. And well, taco guess, meat grease.
1: Uh well and well, I guess there's pumpkins. And actually, yeah. I am. Um, I'm looking at this fake aquarium again, and there are some orange fish. But okay, all right, you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know it was what I like, mean. You know what I mean.
0: It was like taco meat grease colored orange.
1: Okay, so it was like blood orange. Mm,
0: not blood orange. More of like a uh, oxidized or coagulated taco meat grease. Woof. You know when you're like eating a taco and like it drips onto the paper or the the well paper. You're never eating a taco off of
1: China. We eat tacos off of off of plates at home, and mom would make them. No,
0: yeah, that's not China. Okay. Regardless. Okay, so
1: you would never eat a taco in China.
0: Actually, you you might nowadays. You just might.
1: What is this world coming to? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were talking about you were talk, talking spicy nudes.
0: Yeah. So Urias went first, and then and then I, and then Carly. And I have to say, sorely disappointed.
1: Disappointed? Just like it wasn't spicy?
0: It was not that spicy. Oh,
1: uh, what?
0: I didn't even need I didn't even need to take a sip of milk or anything.
1: Oh. Yeah, I was What's fine. On.
0: I've had salsas spicier than that. I have had Thai food that made me sweat. I've had, you know, I I've, I've had it and that that was like it was good. I will say it was good. And it was a good amount of spice. Now, now, now. Now. I didn't eat the whole thing. You know, I just had my bite. I imagine if you ate the whole thing, you know, your mouth gets, you know, you, you, ah, God, am i am trying to think?
1: Yeah, your, no, your nose gets all runny and like yeah. you start to swell a little bit. I yeah. imagine
0: if you eat more, it's a little bit more intense. I, I will try, maybe I'll try a whole package myself uh, at some point. But yeah, I was.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to try a whole package. I
0: was surprised that it wasn't, um, I expected it spicier, especially when he was telling me about some of the reactions that he's seen on the internet.
1: Oh, that's kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Um, so I ordered from Hand Pulled Noodle. We've talked about Hand Pulled Noodle. Oh, you before. went
0: back to Hand Pulled Noodle.
1: No, I didn't. This is from the first time I went, so shut up. Okay. I ordered from Hand Pulled Noodle. Uh huh. And the first thing I ordered so they, they ask you when you order from them how spicy you want your food. Uh huh. And I selected medium because I'm a man and I thought that that was reasonable. Um, I have made
0: that mistake as well.
1: Not a good idea. It's it's um, a
0: very spicy medium.
1: <laughs> I don't know who that's a medium for, but that's one of the spiciest things I've ever eaten. I couldn't taste it anymore.
0: It makes me nervous about trying their, their either their spicy or their extra spicy.
1: That should be a challenge for people trying their... They have an extra spicy? Yeah, I think they do. Oh my God, that would make my tongue bleed.
0: Yeah, so to be honest with you, and I like spice... I will either get light or no spice from hand-pulled noodle, usually.
1: Yeah, I think the last time I got light spice, because even their no spices probably has a little kick to it. Spice up your life!
0: (laughs) I mean, no spice, I've gotten no spice before and it doesn't have any spice to it, Um, so they're not lying about that, but light spice is California medium spice.
1: Light spice was my name in prison.
0: If you get medium spice in California, it's doable. And there it's not.
1: This had some kick to it, some kick and punch. It's like, wow, that was really... What did you get? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was some hand-pulled noodles or something like that. But my roommate came in, and I, he was like, oh, what do you got there? And I said, it's hand-pulled noodle. It's it's really good, but it's really spicy. Like, I don't know if I can finish this. And you know what he said to me? Was it John? No, um, no, his name's Yaseed. He said, put some peanut butter in it.
0: Oh, that's a great idea.
1: And I was like, now when I tell people this story, their first reaction is "Ew," but it's no different than just getting like a Thai peanut sauce. Right. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: and you know me, I I put peanut butter in almost (laughs) in most things that I cook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was like, and I knew that. So I had some powdered peanut butter. I eat the PB fit or whatever. So, which works perfectly. Tim, not only did it make the dish less spicy, it made the dish taste better.
0: Yeah, uh, that doesn't shock me at all. I love good peanut butter and and uh, there's a brand I cannot remember the name of the brand. I saw it here in California at Sprouts, so I know it's not just a New York thing. But they make a spicy peanut butter.
1: Oh and yeah, yeah, a, yeah. You've, you've seen you, yeah. It's, yeah.
0: it's a great all natural brand too. It's not one of the. It's not like a Skippy or a Jif where it's you know got all kinds of chemicals and sugars in it. It's just like one of those regular like oh this is just made of peanuts. Um, and then it has like cayenne pepper and like paprika, paprika, I almost said paprika like an id. I
1: could, I could, I could see people using that if they're going to be making, um, like a peanut sauce. I wouldn't eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with spicy peanut butter. That's weird.
0: I think it's for cooking. I don't think it's intended for like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Although avocado (sighs) toast with a little bit of spicy peanut butter on it might be good.
1: You know, I've never had avocado toast.
0: I have to say, I'm not a huge avocado fan. I'm more of like a guac fan,
1: because mm. avocados
0: to me just don't have any taste really to them.
1: I originally thought that avocado toast was toast made of avocados. How come no one's doing that?
0: Uh, that sounds messy.
1: Well, well, I don't know. I mean, has anybody tried?
0: I don't know. I don't have that. Uh,
1: they can. They. I mean, they can make chips out of avocados. They can. They got avocado chips. They do. Yeah, they got guacamole chips. That's
0: guacamole chips.
1: What the fuck is guacamole? But not, it's. Guacamole is nothing if not avocado. It's a
0: flavor. The chip isn't made of guacamole.
1: What? Yeah. Don't fuck with me, Tim. I'm
0: serious. You think the chip is. No, Alex, it's a fucking tortilla chip that's flavored like guacamole.
1: You think it's made of guacamole? Well, well I don't know. Cheese It's are made of cheese. doubtful. They are. Haven't you seen the commercials? They cut, they take a block of cheddar cheese, they cut it up and put it on a tray and then they bake it and it comes out like Cheez-Its.
0: I don't think that's how that works. But before we get too far away from peanut butter and spice, there is this burger place Mm -hmm. that I went to in Woodland um, that had a jalapeno bacon cheeseburger with peanut butter on it.
1: What's the difference between peanut butter and peanut butter?
0: It's a nut butter made from the peanut it's just that nowadays there's so many different kinds of nut butters. I should specify that this was a pea nut butter.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So this was a pea nut butter. It was not to be confused with almond or cashew butter.
0: Yeah, cashew nut butter. Okay. Or almond nut, cashew butter. nut butter. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, with jalapeños. I'm sorry, jalapeños and Thank you. um bacon and it was good.
1: Hmm. I could get I could get into that. Yeah, it was really Now was the bacon overpowering cuz you know bacon's a, fla- a flavorable. not
0: with these these are some tough broads in, that have been in the business for years. I mean, peanut butter. Some
1: tough nuts. Yeah,
0: peanut butter, she knows how to hold her own. You know, she's like Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz.
1: Wow. That is strong.
0: Yeah. Well, she had to hold right. her own against those four guys. Here you're up against peanut butter. She's up against beef patty. She's up against bacon. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. up against jalapenos.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some pretty strong contending flavors. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but she held her own. And just like with the with the pulled noodle, she uh, she soothed the, the palate and she mm-hmm, heightened mm-hmm. the flavor profile.
1: I, You know, I have been told that drinking milk, and I know we got to wrap this up pretty soon here, but drinking milk is supposed to make it so that it's something isn't as it spicy it's supposed to soothe your yeah. tongue. What I didn't realize is that that doesn't stop it from happening. It only lasts as long as the milk is actually in your mouth. Once you swallow the milk, it goes back to hurting. Isn't it weird how... You have spit in your mouth your entire life, but as soon as you spit, you're spit out of your mouth. It's completely disgusting. Just something I thought of.
0: Hey, um, speaking of spicy and actual spicy things, I think that it's interesting. When you think of spicy food, what do you think of?
1: Um, If
0: you were to give me just one thing.
1: Just one thing? Just one spicy food? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is jalapenos, peppers.
0: Okay, and if I had to give you, like, top three first foods that come into your mind when you hear spicy food,
1: what would you say? Um, Peppers. I mean, I guess peppers are really what makes spice, so that's kind of obvious. Right. What the top things are that make when I think of spice.
0: Okay, should I just say mine?
1: Yeah, why don't you just say yours, because I don't eat a ton of spicy food.
0: Okay, I think... Thai food?
1: Oh, that's what you mean. I think oh, like what kinds of Indian foods? food? Oh, yeah, duh.
0: Excuse me, I am speaking I th- I th- now. You had your chance, and you well, blew you it. didn't make
1: it clear, Tim. I thought you were just asking me about specific dishes. I, I said,
0: said, what three foods? come into your head when you first hear spicy food. Yeah, but you should have
1: said cuisines. That would have been different. See, then I would have known was that we're talking Italian cuisine versus Chinese cuisine versus Italian cuisine. But you just said food. So I thought you were talking like peppers or beans, which are not spicy, or something like that.
0: So the fact that you misinterpreted what I meant by when I said food to be a very specific singular piece of food. I don't feel
1: like the term food, I feel like the term food is so broad. That I couldn't have known what you were asking me. Mm. So so you go ahead, you continue on, but I just want you to know I think you could have made yourself clearer.
0: Okay, so Thai food, Indian food, and wings.
1: Yes, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah.
0: So that was part of what was so disappointing is I have had many a buffalo wing that is spicier. They're, the uh, atomic wings at uh, Wingstop, have you ever had those before? No, I
1: don't believe I have.
0: That's some spicy shit, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's good to know I'll be sure to avoid it
0: That is intense when I was working on when I did legally blonde uh, uh, with a bunch of teenagers um one of the one of the teenagers was like I guess like the I don't I don't know how if this was like a long-standing thing or what this is the first time I'd worked with this kid and uh, apparently like his thing was that he loved these like spicy wings but like didn't want to eat them while the show was, like, running because he was afraid of damaging the voce. Because he
1: thought that maybe his stomach might start running?
0: Yeah, or, you know, sometimes, like, you can, it can cause you to, like, swell up in different throatular areas or oh, something. Oh, I, I
1: thought maybe he was afraid his butt would start running.
0: Yeah, I know what you were afraid of, Alex. Diarrhea.
1: Diarrhea. <laughs> I was talking about diarrhea. So
0: anyway, I guess it was like a closing night tradition that you would have these. And the other boys were invited to participate also. I'm sure the girls could if they wanted to. But in high school, they're more worried about like, oh, it's so spicy. I can't. do so, <laughs> so they asked me if I wanted to uh, partake as well. And I was like, at this point, I wasn't much of a spicy food eater. But I was like, oh,
1: yeah, you know,
0: I could do that. I could be one of the guys, you know? Yeah. In- okay. In- hey. In- hey. In- hey. In- hey. Wings with the guys,
1: hang with the boys.
0: That that chicken wing was so spicy,
1: (laughs) it was probably
0: the spiciest thing that I have ever had. It was one of those things where then, like, your fingers are tingling after
1: you've held it. It goes down to your fingers.
0: Well, when you you hold it, you pick it up to bite it, right?
1: Oh, and you could feel it in your fingers. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm not putting that in my body. It's
0: spicy. Oh, it's so spicy. But you know what? It's fun. It's really fun. I have
1: a, a rule that I don't ingest anything that makes my skin hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. It hurts going... It, like, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> Trust me. But it's so fun. I don't know what it is. There's something about it being so incredibly spicy. And then, like, once you live through it, it's like you survived. It was oh. fun. It's fun.
1: I don't want to yuck your yum or... Or dulier spice, should I say. But that does not sound fun to me.
0: I don't understand why spicy food uh, passes through the body so um, differently than, let's say, a banana would. (laughs) Which is the polar opposite of spicy food.
1: That is. I think that's probably the least spicy thing you can eat. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the least spicy food there is. (laughs) Right, and also
0: the texture is so unspicy somehow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, this is true. That's true. That's an astute observation, my man.
0: Thank you, my dude. That's all the time we have for this week. This has been Fatty Fatty New Friends. Oh my god you guys are still here you're like obsessed with us
1: oh my god you guys are so annoying this is so embarrassing you guys are so (laughs)
0: random anyway thanks for listening this week but like sorry about it like you're gonna have to wait a few days at least until we come up with act two of our podcast
1: yeah it's kind of looking like we're gonna do an act a week for the next well until january yeah at
0: least while we're across the universe from each other
1: too hard to edit but thank you guys for listening today tune in in a few more days for more frolic and fun in the meantime please share us yeah. we love you
0: so much
1: like seriously like, like so much
0: and like her looks really good today
1: <laughs> alright bye bye